0: The Holy Spirit the right into the power of the perception be that Mary, the, the spouse, and the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. They have no more wine. These simple words Mary spoke to Jesus at this wedding feast. And then Jesus says, and there are different translations of Jesus' responses the version I'm reading, Jesus says, what what is you have me do, woman? Uh, another says, what is this between you and me? And uh, these words may sound harsh at first glance. It um, may even seem that afterward Jesus grudgingly submits to his mother's request as, saying, as if he was saying, well, She asked me, so I guess it's a good time, as any, to perform my first miracle. Well, no, Jesus knew all along that his mother was going to intercede for these people, especially this wedding couple. They've embarrassed me to run out of wine in a Jewish wedding, which goes on for days. This action was planned by God for all eternity. Why? Because the Blessed Virgin Mary is the new Eve and just as the first Eve cooperated with the sin of the first Adam, which separated the human race from God, so Mary now, the new Eve, cooperates with Christ, the new Adam, in reconciling the sinful humanity to God. The first miracle of Jesus really inaugurates his public ministry, which will find its conclusion with his suffering and death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. And we should rather imagine Jesus, I think, smiling at his mother when she says, when he says, Woman, how does this concern you and I? For he knows, as the God-man, that from all eternity it has been ordained that he will perform his first public miracle through Mary's intercession, and that this will set a pattern for all our future requests and all of Christ's actions for us. They take place through the Blessed Virgin Mary. and. I think we should likewise imagine Mary smiling back at Jesus with a look of love as they conversed because she surely knew that Jesus would act upon her request. I like to think that Mary was able to read her son's heart. They were speaking heart to heart in this conversation and we know that She knew her son would obey her because what does she do? She turns to the servants and says, do whatever he tells you. Significantly, these are the last recorded words of Mary in the Gospels. A command from her, our spiritual mother, to us, her children, to Obey your son. Jesus then does what his mother asks. And we're told by St. John that there were six stone jars used for Jewish purification rites. Jesus says, Fill them to the brim with water. And they were filled to the brim. And Jesus then changes the water into wine. this is the first public miracle of Jesus that we read about in the Gospels. It carries with it much significance. It's rich with symbolism. First of all, that it took place at a wedding feast. And this, in a way, prefigures Christ's redemptive sacrifice on the cross, the institution of the new and eternal covenant, that marriage covenant, Christ, who is the bridegroom, and his church, who is the bride. Jesus tells his mother, my hour has not yet come. This hour refers to principally the time of his sacrifice, which had not yet come, but which would be prefigured here at Cana. His public life, which will culminate on the cross, is inaugurated here at this wedding. And this is the beginning, you would say, of his hour. St. John tells us that the wine they were using ran out. Well, this symbolizes that the Old Covenant, the Old Covenant the Law of Moses, uh, which prescribed blood sacrifices to expiate sin and guilt, um, in fact had run out that the old covenant was now over and blood sacrifices of the old law were done with by because they were incapable of really cleansing people from sin. They were symbols which foreshadowed the true sacrifice of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. The wine which Jesus made symbolizes that blood of the new and eternal covenant which was shed by Christ on the cross which cleanses us from our sins. The fact that Christ changed the water into wine has special significance as well because this relates to the aspect of the redemption which is most filled with symbolism, I think, the piercing of Jesus' most sacred heart on the cross. When his sacred heart was pierced by the centurion's lance, both blood and water came forth. His blood cleansed us from sin. The water was a symbol of our baptism, that blood of the Eucharist. The stone jars were used for Jewish ceremonial rites, we're told. Again, this is ritual symbolism. We are purified (coughs) from sin by the blood of Christ. The waters of baptism. John tells us that these jars of water made wine were filled to the brim with water. Why does he say that? Well, to symbolize the superabundance of graces that flowed from Jesus' loving and sacred heart when it was pierced. The blood and water which flowed from his heart reveals God's infinite love for us and Christ poured out everything that blood and water which flowed from, sign was, from his side was a sign that he could give no more and that love of God which poured out for us by Jesus' death on the cross and symbolized by the piercing of his heart really demands a response from all of us a response from our hearts in love and devotion to that sacred heart of Jesus, which is present in the most blessed sacrament. Let us ask our mother, our spiritual mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who formed that sacred heart of Jesus within her womb and interceded at the wedding at Cana and who was totally devoted to her son during her whole life. Let us ask her to intercede for us that we may increase our love and devotion to that Eucharistic heart, that pierced heart of the Lamb, and that we may do as she commands us to do whatever her son tells us. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.